0: soon you'll be able to give birth inside a Walmart. And people are suffering from low phone battery anxiety. Why are women squatting over steaming rice? These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I have three weird stories from around the world. That's right. And I have you. Walmart soon may become the largest primary care provider in the country. This title caught my eye. It made me wonder, will I be going to Walmart to get my tooth pulled sometime in the near future? Uh, From my understanding, they don't have actual doctors at Walmart yet. Uh, I guess unless you consider an eye doctor a doctor. Well, I guess technically that, that is a doctor. I'm pretty stupid. Technically as well. <laughs> well, I know you can get your eyes checked there and buy glasses. And, uh, I mean, pretty soon is it going to be delivering a baby at Walmart? <laughs> and then just walking two aisles over and getting some clothes for the baby? Is that what's going to happen? Oh, man, Walmart's taken over. Unbelievable. The article says, for years now, Walmart has proven time and time again its deep-rooted resilience and ability To adapt and commitment to innovation. Furthermore, Walmart has been able to capitalize on something unique that nearly no other retailer has been able to achieve deep penetration into the fabric of American society and culture. Well, if by American culture you mean a place where a lot of degenerate crimes are committed because of low security, sure, Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) Got to be careful over there. You go to buy a hose, the next thing you know, you're dry humped by a stranger in the aisle. Walmart's reputation, it says here, has given the company the bandwidth to really thrive and survive, even against the toughest battles against online retailers such as Amazon. These factors have equally positioned Walmart to potentially become one of the largest healthcare players in the United States, especially with regards to increasing access to quality healthcare for populations that most need it. As of today, Walmart operates nearly 4,700 stores in the U.S. alone. Um, leveraging their prolific physical presence into providing health care is a natural step for the company, it says, especially with Walmart's experience, leadership, expertise, and resources. Um, Walmart has rapidly been ramping up its healthcare business, providing retail customers robust primary care services in select locations. Okay, I had no idea. Let's learn a little bit about this. Walmart has apparently a thing called the Care Clinic. I didn't know about this. They offer services such as primary care, dental. They offer counseling, labs and x-rays, health screening, optometry, hearing, fitness and nutrition, health insurance and enrollment. Uh, They do this in the following states, Arkansas, Georgia, Illinois, Texas. Ah, I had no clue. You could get some care inside of Walmart. That's extremely helpful because you could be smashed in the face with a tennis racket in one aisle by some maniac that's just running around the store hitting people with a tennis racket and then, you know, you just go right over to the labs and x-rays department get your, see if you got a broken nose and then get, maybe go over to the dental department because your teeth were just smashed in by a tennis racket get your teeth fixed right there in the Walmart you might get shot in the parking lot hey, you got a place right in the store you can go to get the bullet taken out that's a great, man <laughs> Yeah, this primary care within the Walmart is going to be helpful for those of you who are hurt and injured at a Walmart, which is uh, which could be any of us at any time. Uh, one of the things that concerns me about getting my teeth done in a Walmart is the quality of the service. I mean, can I trust like a Walmart dentist or a Walmart primary care physician? just feel like that would be... I mean, the physicians going to work at Walmart. What are we dealing with here? They got kicked out of the regular places, like they can't. so. Now they're at the Walmart, the discount, you know, health services. I mean, isn't that like the equivalent of just going to Mexico, you know, to get your appendix out or something? <laughs> I don't know if you'd ever do that. <laughs> when you have to have your appendix out, there's really no usually no time to get on a plane and go somewhere. Um, but you, you know what I'm saying. People go down to other countries like in South America to get their teeth taken care of and uh, organs removed, I'd imagine. Is this like the equivalent of that? Call the show. What do you think? 646-450-2012. Would you get a, you get a transplant in a Walmart? Would you do it? <laughs> <laughs> a survey shows that one in eight people suffer from a low phone battery anxiety. How long do you think you could go without using your smartphone? An hour? A day? According to a recent survey of 2,000 smartphone users, 6 out of 10 people claimed that they couldn't cope with being separated from their phones for even one day. Additionally, the survey found that 1 out of 8 people said that a dying phone battery gives them great anxiety. There is a quote from a professional here. Well, smartphones offer so much in life. These days, it's unsurprising that we're dependent, making the common complaints around battery life a real issue. (laughs) Well, thanks, Captain Obvious. This survey was commissioned by something called OnePoll. They found that 55% of people that responded to the poll agreed that their smartphone losing power is a, quote, nightmare scenario. I mean, if this is a nightmare scenario for you, just plug the damn thing in. I mean, (laughs) the solution is usually at your fingertips. We have chargers all around us all the time, in our home, in our workplace, in our car. I mean, there's even a coffee shop will have some chargers there. You could just walk in anywhere and charge your phone. What's with the nightmare scenario? I don't understand it. Um, I am someone who's very... Uh, proactive with my phone charging. I'm like a I'm like a boy scout. You know? I get it all ready, get it all charged the night before or the morning of, and make sure I'm good to go for the day. I know some people don't do that. I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, you're really living on the edge in that way. But like I said, there's chargers everywhere, so it's really not that big of a deal. You asked a lot of questions about these smartphones. Let's let's get some more stats. It says here, sixty-eight percent of people say they rely on their phones to take pictures. 64% use it to check the time. 64%. We're all using it to check the time. No one has a watch anymore? Okay. I thought this would be higher. 62% are checking the weather? Okay. is This is this really helpful. One of the big benefits of smartphones is the GPS feature, of course, as you know. 27% of people in the survey say they are fully reliant on their phone for directions. Only 27%? Where'd you get these 2,000 people? I don't think this is an appropriate estimation of what's really going on. We all use our phone for directions. Like, 27%? Really? What are you, whipping out a map out of your glove box like it's 1984? I highly doubt it. Are you using the sun to navigate? Is that what you're doing? Since you 48% of the people say losing their phone would be very upsetting. Only only 48%? Come on. We all find it very upsetting to lose our phone. There's so much in there. Personal information, etc. <laughs> If I lose my phone, I can't exactly even get in my car and drive anywhere, because I really rely on that GPS to find my way around Los Angeles. Uh, It says here, losing a smartphone ranked above losing a credit card, car keys, or even a wedding ring. Yeah, I'm sure, which is why it should be higher than 48%. Uh, It says here, despite the clear connection people have with their smartphones, the poll claims only 3 in 10 people claim that they never leave the house without their phone. Did you? Is this poll made up of two thousand people who are ninety years old? Like, I don't, I don't know anybody that leaves the house without the phone. Three in ten? I question the veracity of this. Veracity is that a word? I, I should say I question the truthfulness and accuracy of this poll. What do you, I mean, you guys know the deal. Call the show. Can you leave your house without your phone? No, you cannot. And losing your phone is a catastrophe. I, I know people who would rather lose their baby than lose their phone. <laughs> Maybe not. Why are women putting their bodily fluid into rice? Some of you may or may not know what nasi kankang is. That's why I'm here. That's why Weird AF News is here. Let's rewind the clocks. It says here, you may remember a story about how an Indonesian maid mixed her menstrual blood into the rice that she was serving her employers. Pretty disgusting, correct? You're probably also wondering... She must have done so out of revenge, correct? Like a waiter that spits in a drink of some sort before giving it to the customer. But this woman's intentions were very, very different. She thought by doing so, putting her menstrual blood in the rice, her employees would, would treat her better. This is a pretty weird thing to do, it would seem, but it's apparently much more common than you think. What is Nasi Kang Kang? Well, this is a common thing in Bomo folklore. Bomo is a Southeast Asian shaman. Uh, Now, Nasi Kang Kang actually translates as crotch rice. Yes, crotch rice. Mmm, yummy. How'd you like to order some fried crotch rice? (laughs) So this is basically cooked rice over which a woman squats. She squats over the rice without pants or undergarments. The woman Let's her sweat and her fluids drip down into the rice. How's that for a visual, guys? Mmm, want to run right out and get some fried rice now, do you? The belief behind this is that it all acts as a love potion. Someone who eats the rice that she's squatted over and dripped into will then fall in love with her. Uh, so it's a bit of hocus pocus but you still find this in certain cultures in mexico they believe in love spells where you bring somebody like a piece of their hair or a photo or something and they'll create a spell and you know essentially try to get this person to fall in love with you it's uh, a lot more sanitary than uh, eating some menstrual rice of course <laughs> but maybe not as effective let's find out Now, it says here, crotch rice isn't just a Malaysian thing. In fact, there are similar practices in other parts of the world as well. Apparently, in the Caribbean country of Trinidad, they have a very similar practice called sweat rice, where a woman will sweat her nether regions over the (laughs) rice. (laughs) Man. (laughs) So it's a little more low-key than the menstrual blood on the rice. How do you not see this in your rice? My goodness. How do you go and eat a whole bowl of that stuff? You don't know what's going on? Are you okay? I'm pretty sure I would know if there's blood in my rice. I mean, you could tell me it's chili paste, but I'm, you know, I know, you know, th- that doesn't smell very good, man. You know, it's pretty obvious to me, but I don't Maybe they really decorate it up with some spices and whatnot. Oh, this is a terrible thing to do to other people, in, in my opinion. I mean, It's 2022, guys. Can we get beyond this whole Hocus Pocus superstitious love potion love spell scenario? Can we- <laughs> ladies, ladies. Dating apps, come on, you can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> and if, it, maybe you're not the best looking. There's angles, man. There's angles of photos that no one can know. They're not going to know what's going on with you. You're going to look good. Trust me. Give it a try. You probably have a smartphone. You, you ain't got to bleed in somebody's fried rice is what I'm saying. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Weird AF News. I appreciate you really appreciate that. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't. Maybe tell a friend about it. Uh, The world is filled with a lot of crappy news recently, so I'm hoping that Weird AF News is a nice relief, a nice respite, as they say, from the um, sort of, I don't know, scary mainstream news as it is right now in the world. Um, I want to thank everybody who emailed me articles and called the show. I'm going to publish a few calls after this if you want to stick around for that. And uh, if you'd like to call the show yourself, it's 646-450-2012. You can email me at funnyjones at com. I'm on Instagram. Instagram at funnyjones. That's a pretty cool place to go. If you'd like to support the show, I have a Patreon where I put stuff in. Lots of uh, extra content is in there. And um, in addition to the extra content, you get a very good feeling, I think. I've been told it's a very good feeling, that knowing that you're supporting a one-man band here. So it's a guy recording a news show every day in a closet. That's pretty cool, right? So if you think you might want to support, go to com slash weirdafnews or weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon banner. All right, I love you very much. Send me some stories, and I'll see you tomorrow.
1: Hey, Jonesy, this is Becca. Take two, try to leave you a message. I just had to share uh, my situation with laundry detergent. Now, this may sound like a completely unweird AF news topic, but it does seem a little strange to me that we have become obsessed in the world with everything must be child childproofed to the point where competent adults can't get into a package without a pair of scissors. That's nuts. I mean, you have said many times that children are a huge responsibility, which anyone who spends any time around kids knows is completely true. And we are all these idiot parents? who can't keep laundry detergent away from their kids. Seriously, toddlers should not be able to reach laundry detergent. They make child locks for stuff like that. Anyway, just wanted to share that with y'all and all your listeners. There ought to be something done. The nut allergies and all of this, the world must be safe for babies. That seems like a parental responsibility more than a society thing. Maybe that just means I'm a curmudgeon. I'm not sure. Talk to you later. Bye.